persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. We are a lifestyle brand changing lives all over the world. I am your co-host Mambo and we got Jason in the house. What's up, man? Yo, what up, Mambo? How's it going, man? Doing good, man. How you been, man? I am doing fantastic, brother. I cannot complain a bit. You know, you know what's crazy is uh, I'm still get, getting over this this COVID, bro. I thought yep. I thought once you uh, you were negative again, it went away, That's but it. I still have that shortness of breath. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what they're most concerned about because you don't know the long term effects or when it actually fully leaves your body or if it ever does. So you know that's the thing that that we'll have to figure out over the next coming months, man. And hopefully you figure out that it completely goes away and uh, you actually come back stronger. You know, one of the things that that uh, when I talk to people about it is uh, I, I talk to them just to see if they have any. Uh, uh, any advice on, on on what steps to take? They drop some WebMD knowledge on you or Web something? WebMD knowledge, yeah. but a lot of it is like, they scare me, bro, because they said, oh, yeah, my cousin went through the same thing and he's still dealing with it and it's been yeah. six months. So I that's something I, I definitely don't want to hear. Yeah, I say just, you know, keep moving and see what happens down the line. And I, I think you'll be all right, man. A, a thoroughbred like you is going to pull through just fine. I need to get my ass back in the gym. That's what I need to do. <laughs> That'll help out the lungs for sure, man, for sure. <laughs> all but, right. So we, we got a, we got a guest. Let's bring in the guest. That way we could, uh, of course, make them part of the conversation too. Bro, we got an epic guest today. I finally feel like uh, you're complete now. We got Shaq and Penny in the building, <laughs> Bob and Mike Ryan. The, the duo is finally together. We got the other half of the radio royalty uh, partnership in the building, Mr. Rico, a successful entrepreneur, and the other half of the Rico and Mambo Morning Show is in the building, brother. What's up, man? Hey, man. How you guys doing? Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate man, bro, it. bro, you got a deep voice, bro. I didn't realize that. I, I love this mic. It's yeah. the mic. It's, it all, the mic, man. it's it all in the mic. Hell yeah. It's definitely not my voice. <laughs> Dude, welcome to the show, man. It's my pleasure to have you, and uh, you. I'm, I'm glad you found some time to make it onto the show, man. How you doing today? I'm doing really good, man. Thank you again for having me. It's good to be here, and uh, looking forward to what's to happen. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, we're going to we're going to first let the guests figure out a little more about uh, who Rico is. So so I guess with you being radio royalty, that's where we'll start out. How did you get into the radio business? Wow. Well, it, it's something that I knew that I wanted to do at a, at a very early age. I just didn't know how I was going to get into it. Um, and then uh, back in boy, I'm going to really date myself here back. Yeah, in man, about, sound good. Uh, 80, gosh, 87, 88. Uh, J Scratch, who also works in the building with us, uh, one of our stations, Asked if I wanted to uh, come be a, a, what they call a board op, which is just pushing buttons. And uh, as long as I didn't talk, I could have the job. And nice. so here I was, 18, and uh, they hired me to come on and push buttons. And then I'm thinking, okay, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Who's going to be listening? <laughs> the boss is going to be listening. So <laughs> I went on. I started talking on the air, and kind of the rest is history, and here I am. So I'll let you do the math as far as. How long ago that was? <laughs> okay, all right. Because well, I have no interest in showing that. We'll, we'll, calcu we'll calculate that on our own. We'll leave that as part of the mystery. So that's dope. So you were supposed to be on there and just it was supposed to be radio silence and you're just supposed to uh, spin records or play music. Yeah, just, then, j just keep the music going because back then, you got to remember, there wasn't, it was all records, records yeah. and cassettes and what they called carts. So you had to have somebody physically in studio to be able to, you know, have the music continue to play, the commercials to play and stuff like that. 
That's dope. So you just you just started freestyling though. You just started jumping on there talking about stuff. What would you talk? What, what, what were the what were the hot topics that got you hired on, man? Man, you know I I don't I couldn't even re- I don't I have no idea. All I know is that I got on there and then shortly thereafter the uh, the the phone starts ringing. You know the the one that's for the boss. Uh-huh. It starts ringing. He rips me a whole new one and starts saying, "What the are you doing? I thought I told you not to be on the air, so on and so forth." Hangs up on me. And at that point, I'm asking myself, do I stay? Am I still hired? Am I fired? <laughs> do What's... I just pack up and leave? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I'm young and, you know, young yeah. and dumb. And I, I I didn't know what to do. So I said, well, I guess I'll just finish out the day and, you know, we'll figure it out after, I guess. So then about, mm, I'm going to say about five minutes after that, he calls me up and he says, hey, uh, can you just do another break and see what you got? And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. So then, you know, if the nerves weren't there before, they were definitely there now because now I know that the boss is listening. Yep. And then uh, I did another break and uh, he didn't call me back for a long time. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I at in this? I'm totally lost. So about, mm, about 15 minutes after that, he calls me back and he says, all right, do another one. And then shortly thereafter, he offered me a job and you know, it was, it was a weird night. I'll tell you that. Sick, I, that man. I do remember. Cool, man. So was that the was that the same radio station affiliate kind of now? Obviously, I'm sure a lot of things have changed since yeah. that day. But have you maintained the same? Uh, like, have you been with the same radio group your entire career? Uh, no, I have uh, switched a couple of times. Uh, switched different companies, going to different frequencies. And uh, but I've been, you know, for the most part, you know, the 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 Q brand. You know, working for Gold Coast Broadcasting or Point Broad, I don't even know what the hell they are anymore. But what are they? <laughs> They're confused, right? <laughs> confused Broadcasting. Confused Broadcasting, all right. Let's just stick with that. Confused Broadcasting. I've been with that company for, for many, many, many years in what I would consider home. That's dope, man. So. That, that's incredible. And have it, has it always been a morning show? I know you said, obviously, when you started, it was 3 a.m., but how, how long did it take for you to become the uh, the brand? Um, yeah. Well, shoot. Mambo and I started together back in 96. But, you know, prior to that, I'd worked uh, I worked the, the late night, you know, the 3 o'clock in the morning. I think I only did, like, maybe a month of that, and then they stuck me into nights. So that was working from 6 to midnight. And then um, after that, I think I did that for a while. And then I did, you know, I've worked just about every, every shift yeah. that there is imaginable. Man, it must've been tough to stay awake for those nights. I mean, a lot of coffee going and uh, energy drink. Well, I don't even know if you, energy drinks were a thing back then, but no, I think everyone's <laughs> different when it comes to like that graveyard yeah. shift, because you know, you, you were, you mentioned coffee with me. It was, I, I, I did a lot of my shifts drunk because <laughs> I would go after the clubs. <laughs> that'll help you go to the club and then go to work. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Hey, whatever. If that's the job. That's the job, man. It sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me. I think the one thing that really kept me going at that point was now remember, this was a long time ago, was that we were not allowed to have visitors, but we'd have visitors that gotcha. would come and, uh, off the mic. It, it was a party. Hell yeah. <laughs> it Hell was yeah. a good time. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. So speaking of good times, um, two guys like you that have been on the radio as long as you have, who would be your most memorable guest that you've had so far on a show? Wow. 
Most memorable one, I'm going to say for me, and I've been saying this for many, many years, uh, there's an R&B artist, Genuine. Oh, hell yeah. Who uh, who would come. It's like we couldn't get him out of the studio when he would come over. <laughs> and we interviewed him so many times and he would always, it's like we always picked up where we left off. He didn't come in his album cover uh, outfit, right? He came with us he more changed, clothes. He, he changed into it. <laughs> yeah, because he was doing a club show one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he brought his bag and he'd set it down right there. And, you know, he just, next thing you know, he's in his, you know, performance gear. It was funny. His performance His gear. orange shirt. Remember he was rocking an orange shirt? It was yeah. like, it was like a, uh, like almost like a neon color. I think yeah. I remember was, it was hot then. That's when, that's when he had that song Pony. That's remember? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had just come out with that as a matter of fact. Oh, so yeah, Genuine when he was popping then. Yeah. Shout oh, out yeah. to, shout out to Genuine. And uh, that that's, that's cool, man. So over, over the years, has any other career? So you said you wanted to be in the radio a long time. Mm-hmm. So has any time over your span of your career, have you ever thought, hey, I want to switch this up? Is there something else that ever almost pulled you away from the microphone? Um, yeah. So right now what I have is a, uh, uh, I have a side company. It's a sound lighting and staging company that I have. It's a small one. But, you know, that's that's something that I've, I've definitely, you know, taken a love for. And that actually started uh, my dad retired from Six Flags Magic Mountain years ago. And I remember as a kid, because he worked there for so long, uh, we would go there all the time. We were there, and, oh my gosh. So just, I remember going to, to concerts there when they used to have concerts there. And I remember going there and just being, you know, amazed at, at how there was these speakers on stage, but there was never any feedback. So I kind of started geeking out and trying to figure that out. I never really knew. And so, you know, years down the road, I just remember telling my wife, like, hey, you know what? I, I want to do this. And she says, you're crazy. How much money is that? And I'm like, who cares? Let's just do it. And so, you know, uh, I don't know. I think I've been doing it now for 10 years, 11, 12 years, something like that. That's cool. Yeah. And so um, it, it, it's been a lot of fun. It, it's a lot of work, especially putting it all up and together and everything like that. It's a ton of work, but, you know, there, there's a lot of satisfaction in that too. I bet. So, so does that come around? Like if an artist comes into town, like, do you ever get involved in the theater, like setting up shows at Ventura theater and things like that? Or are you kind of more smaller venues than the theater or how does that work? Cause don't most bands travel with that gear and have their own group or most artists, or do they always hire third party? So what ends up happening is like, for example, I do a lot of uh, stuff for nonprofits like the American Cancer Society. I do a lot of stuff for uh, for cities. Oh, shit. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is that they don't have a stage. They don't have like the shade top, you know, the trussing and stuff like that. They don't have sound. And uh, what I do is I set up all the stage or my company does. We set up the stage. We set up all the lighting that's going to be, you know, lighting up all the artists that are on stage. And we have all the speakers and microphones. We have a, a, a small selection of, you know, of what they call backline, which is drums. Uh, let me see. I've got a, a bass rig and a, and a guitar amp. So what happens is that it makes it easier for musicians to get up on stage and leave right away. You know, they don't have to tear down the, the drum kit. They don't have to take their amp. They don't, you know. Yeah, they could just focus on performing and exactly. put out a good show and that's it. You shouldn't have said all the stuff uh, you had because uh, I, I feel that uh, uh, Enrique is going to partner up with you and call <laughs> Persistence Culture uh, Sound, right? There you go. Persistence, <laughs> so- Persistence Sounds just, just, just happened right now. Just happened right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> so that, that's, really, that's really cool. And 
with speaking of Enrique and the business, uh, persistence has been able to, you know, pivot and shift. But I feel like for something that COVID-19 has done where they shut down basically mm-hmm. all performances, that's yeah. had to be pretty tough on your business, man. It's been very tough. Uh, I've had I've had a, a hand, literally a handful of events that I did last year. And that was pre-COVID. Once COVID hit, it was it was all bad. Yeah, man, that's got to be rough because and to me, the rough part is here we are in California where we have pretty good numbers. And mm-hmm. now you see around the world, I mean, everything's starting to open up. I mean, yeah. places are even, whether you believe it's right or wrong, but people are already pulling off the mask mandates and going to hundred percent capacity. I think Texas, Mississippi, Iowa, there's a bunch, multiple States that have done it now mm-hmm. and uh, no number spikes really. I mean, even Florida, I don't think they've even had a mask mandate and they're better than us on cases and deaths. So it's, it's conflicting uh, data that's out there. So to hear a small business owner like you that's been struggling, how do you yeah. feel about how California is kind of uh, behind the curve on releasing? Oh man, it's so it's so controversial, but it yet I, I feel like uh, I think that we all need to do what's best for each one of us. And uh, I, I think that I mean I still I walked in you know wearing my wearing mask. mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for me, uh, I think that that's where I'm safe. If you're cool without it, then that's on you. Um, I I just don't know. You know, there, there's a lot of people right now. As a matter of fact, I was telling this to Mambo uh, the other day. Is that there's a lot of people who who really want to get back to doing events and stuff like that, but there is so much more reluctance. You know, yeah. they're just like, ah, we want to, but should we? Can you know? Then they, I, I think, uh, moral morality starts to mess with them. It's like, well, it morally, should I do it or not do it? And so, you know, again, there's a lot of people who want to, hey, I want to hire you, you know, to bring your stuff over here, but should we do it? Can we do it? Yeah. Are we allowed to do it? And that's, that's what holds everybody back right now is they want to be, you know, quote unquote law abiding citizens, but there's also a drive to do it. Like I'm hoping that I can go to a a sporting event, you know, this year. Yeah. And that's me. That's because I, I want to go out and I want to do these things. Mm -hmm. And the people that don't want to probably shouldn't be there or right. won't be there, you would think. So that's the tough part. You have to count on everybody. But then I also understand the complexity of, well, I go to the grocery store and so does somebody else right. that doesn't want to go to, you know, a Lakers game. Yeah. And I just went to a Lakers game and now I'm at Vaughn standing right next to him. So right. it's kind of it's kind of like this never ending circle. But I'm hoping that sometimes the uh, the circle gets broken up here and we could just get back to normal without numbers rising and everybody, you know hundred percent, man. Well, it seems like the, the numbers are starting to decline now, which is a great thing. And I think there's going to get, it's going to be that, that weird comfort zone. And Definitely. I think for a long time, we're all going to be looking at each other. Like you look like you got it. <laughs> or you, it's going to be like, huh? I don't think it's going to be cool to cough in public probably for like half a decade or something like that. And even, even then it's probably still going to be wife, sketchy. My wife, the other day we were, I forgot where we were at. And she's like, I think I need to sneeze. I go get away from you right now. <laughs> yeah. Go in the other room. <laughs> It's, it's like before everyone would say, bless you. Now it's like, they just dog you. Like right? yeah, that seriously. mad dog look. Yeah. yeah. Well, I used to be like the kind of person that would just come to work a little sick or whatever and just kind of thug my way through it. But yeah. now it's like, it used to be quote unquote frowned on before, but they still didn't want you to call out sick. Now right. it's like, no, take three weeks off yep. <laughs> take three weeks <laughs> off five tests and don't take any medicine to prove that you're actually a hundred percent healthy. Are they I'm like, damn. All right. Are they making you guys, uh, I, I know a lot of, uh, uh, businesses mm-hmm. or places of employment are, are, are re- having to require their employees to yeah. take the vaccine. 
where I work, yeah, we, we actually have an on-site testing setup. So I just, oh, I can wow. go, I can walk over to the building next door to me and get tested every single day if I want to, but they require you once a week. So once during your week, you have to come in, take your test, so get your results. That's the both. testing, but what about the vaccine and getting the vaccine? The Are vaccine, they requiring you to do it? Or? The vaccine, they haven't required anybody to do right. it, but they highly recommend it. And mm-hmm. if you want help getting it, they'll give it to you. But they're also sticking to the guidelines of we're not at the level of where you should get it yet. There's still people ahead of you. So right. don't try to like cut the line or mm-hmm. say that you need it when you don't really need it. And uh, yeah, so... I, I'm still trying to convince myself because every time I get closer to saying like, you know what, I'm going to get it. Yeah. I read something like mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys heard what <laughs> yeah. happened up north way where they uh, they over like a thousand people got like like they they had some type of confusion and gave the wrong uh, vaccine oh, or something like that. Man, well, I, I know when it first started, I know like Europe was <laughs> they weren't keeping track of who got what. So when people <laughs> were coming back to their second shots, they were like, oh, which one did you get? And they're like. I don't know. <laughs> you gave it to me. Yeah, you gave it to me. I don't know. So then they were like, okay, well, we'll just make it okay to mix them. Actually, you can mix and match it, even though first we said you can't mix and match it. Now you can mix and match it, I guess. But my mom just got the vaccine and she's cool. She never even got really sick or tired from it and her arm didn't even really hurt. So I'm, I'm for it. And if it helps everybody get back to normal, then, you know, I'm, right. not, I'm not like straight up anti-vaccine, but I definitely am anti-requiring or forcing anybody mm-hmm. to get it. So. so I've been told that legally, I don't think they can force you to take it. Yeah. I think that's why they make it an option, but they strongly recommend yeah. it. But how, how does that work with uh, when, when the kids go to school? Mm-hmm. It's like they require that. So what's, what's the difference? But I think, I think where it falls into the line is like, I think there's like a certain like type of type of virus that it has to be to be required and i think coronavirus isn't one of them because technically coronavirus is just a type of flu so it could be like a really nat- it's not like it's not like if my kids don't get a flu shot they can't go to school but if they don't get a polio vaccine then right. they can't go to school so i think there's like a certain level that it needs to be so it'll be interesting to see if they start tweaking that stuff but <laughs> i mean that's the type of <laughs> that's the type of stuff you don't hope you see uh, come to come to legislation and hopefully that's why we you know vote the right people in that won't pass some yeah, crazy yeah. stuff like that but you know it's kind of out of our hands once it reaches a certain level you know and then there's a new vaccine now too Johnson Johnson yeah yeah but I get worried about them because you always see Johnson Johnson on the news. Like if you took Johnson Johnson baby powder in the eighties, you know, call this number. And I'm like, shit, they messed up on baby powder. And now we're going to get, you know, a va- vaccination. It's like, damn. Well, how many millions are we talking? Cause <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm I had a lot of baby powder. Yeah, in my yeah, life. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, all them pimp slaps back in the day were causing right. cancer on top of it. It's like, damn, you thought they were cruel before, but yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a, it's a crapshoot right now. You never know, yeah. you know, especially I'm just hoping that 2021 slowly progresses to getting better. We're in the purple tier or whatever. I think we we're supposed to come out of the purple tier a while ago, but we mm-hmm. haven't yet. So I don't know what's delaying that, but 2021 still got plenty of months to go. Yeah. But speaking of it, we're already in March, man. Already in March. That's crazy, that? man. It's real crazy. This, one year from, uh, from, when, from COVID. Yeah. It's, yeah. Br- it's bringing back memories, man. Yeah. Bad memories, you know, cause March madness, I was geared up me. I'm a sports fan. I see you got your Cowboys hat on. Yep. Um, but I was a big sports fan and I still am, but I was a big fan of March madness always. So when they took that away from me at the beginning, it was like a bad reality shock when that lockdown hit. Cause not only am I locked down, which I would have been perfectly fine with if I get to watch March madness every single day and don't have to go to work, but they took, they took it all from me in one shot. So that was uh that was pretty rough. I have a buddy of mine that goes to Vegas annually 
for the final four. Yeah, hell yeah. And, you know, he it's him and his boys that go to Vegas and they just make it a whole weekend of it. Yeah. And man, he was like so devastated. It's like, I no, bet, man. not this year. <laughs> I, I do that from my living room and I was devastated. <laughs> so if I typically go to I typically go to Vegas, yeah, I would have been absolutely crushed. You know, I would have spiraled into a deep depression. <laughs> but, but I'm excited. March Madness is coming back. Are you a basketball fan too? Or uh, 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 I'm a Laker fan. I, I like Laker to watch fan? the Lakers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been doing good though. Nah, you ain't there all right though ad's out you know all they gotta do is make the playoffs and get ad back and they'll be they could be the a seed and they can run the table if as long as they get ad back a couple games before the playoffs but yeah i'm a a big basketball fan too and that's why i'm a little bummed out my sixers are finally good Mm -hmm. so i was planning on going to a lakers sixers game last year but it was one of the games that got canceled right right before the bubble started and then this year you still can't go to lakers game so yeah, I, I, I think uh, basketball is going to come back next year. I think this year is pretty much a wrap. Yeah, basically. I'm hoping I'm hoping finally we can get into that new stadium down there in Inglewood for a, for a football game at mm-hmm. least or something. I mean, they were supposed to host all kinds of stuff in that stadium. So, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty bummed up, but also amped up. It's like building that anticipation a little yeah. bit more for going through the gates. But Well, they're talking about opening up baseball. You know, it's, I, I mean, I don't know how much of a baseball fan you are. Huge but, baseball fan, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love baseball. Big Mets fan. Um but yeah, I usually go to at least one to two Dodgers games a year. Definitely mm-hmm. always when the Mets come to town. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, I don't care if they, I don't care if they open up little league baseball and I go, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go down, I'll go down the street and watch a little league baseball game at this point. You know, I just want to see some live action. Well, high school sports are are, are yeah. back, right? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. yeah, 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 they're back. But they go to school like every other day or something, right? It's I'm, like I'm not sure how the school works, but but I know I've seen a lot of uh, parents uh, post mm-hmm. uh, on on Facebook and Instagram that they're you know that they're happy that their kids get to play sports. Hell yeah, man! I mean, yeah. I thought that uh, to me, I think that was the biggest uh, squander that the government did is when they pulled the kids out of school. I mean, obviously at first I can totally understand it, but once we kind of got to figure out on things, I mean, I think we were way too behind the ball on leaving kids out of school because I know plenty of parents that are saying their kids are really struggling with the online stuff. Yep. We had enough trouble graduating enough kids before they got to do it from their living room. And now I you think, expect I them. think parents are struggling more helping them out. Seriously, bro. <laughs> Seriously. A lot of them, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of my friends that are parents turned teachers are like, man, this is, this is tough. I didn't sign up for this. A, I'm not a teacher and B, I don't know shit about technology. So now I got to <laughs> upload files Mashing and turn them, them into PDF. Yeah. It's like, you want me to be an IT teacher no not gonna happen so. you know you know one of the things that that i'm not a fan of is when they give the like the young kids uh uh just like something to do like color that yeah and, versus like learning something yeah. you know what i mean yeah so so that that's one thing that i don't get like when they do that but i i get it like teachers have never been put in in this situation yeah right? It's got to be tough for all of them. I mean, you're teaching. It's got it's got to trip you out because I don't know if the teachers do. Do you know if they teach from the classroom with no one there or do they teach from their living room? Uh, I think there's a little bit of both that's going on. Yeah, see, that's yeah, the thing. There's, no, going on. there's no standard, you know, yeah. one teacher, one teacher's in her pajamas at home. The other teacher's all dressed up in the classroom <laughs> at the blackboard. <laughs> now I sound old saying blackboard. Probably. I, they, I, don't, I don't think they got blackboards anymore. <laughs> Dry erase boards. <laughs> Dry erase boards. My Dry bad. Kids, teacher, my can, I, can, I, can I, can I clean the chalk? <laughs> Yo, and, and in you saying about how, you know, you had to become this teacher, you know, the parents had to become teachers and become all these other things it people and whatever i remember when my uh, my daughter samantha she was in uh was it junior i think it was junior high like seventh grade and she was bringing some some homework home and she was like hey can you help me out with math math has always been my strong subject okay and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> no don't feel bad I, I did that in third grade with my kids bro <laughs> 
Hey, when do they teach long division? Because that's when I'm checking out. Whenever they get to long division, I'm good. It's like, we'll just, we'll just bust out a calculator. See, Everything's got a calculator now. That's when I don't mind uh, the teacher assigning coloring when, yeah. <laughs> when they oh, ask. Now it changes. Yeah. Well, that's now like somebody, it changes. It's like somebody told me, like the teacher when I was in school was like, well, what are you going to do? Just walk around with a calculator every day? And it's like now literally everybody from like age seven and up walks yeah. around with a calculator in their pocket Pretty every much. day. So yep. it's like, yeah, that one didn't work out too well for her, but... So you said your daughter, do you, do you uh, have a big family? Uh, so there is, um, she have a daughter, son, and then we inherited, uh, two of our nieces out of the foster care system. So, uh, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're, I, I guess we're kind of a big family. Yeah. My daughter's now married. So I have a son-in-law. Uh, I also have a granddaughter. So, uh, my son had, and his girlfriend had a, had a little girl. Awesome. So, Sophia, she's, uh, she's awesome. Yeah. She, she's a treasure. How, how old is Sophia? Uh, she's going to be two. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the same. Audrey, my daughter, is going to be two at the end of this month on the 24th. So mm-hmm. she's just starting to say like every single word in the dictionary now. Went from like, man, she's not talking too much to now she literally says everything. Everything. And doesn't stop talking yeah. all day long. So it's just really cool. It's a fun, it's a fun age. Yeah. You know? And now they're starting to get to that point where it's like, Oh, and there's no babies left in the house now. So it's like, is baby fever going to come up Uh-oh. or is it not going to go up? So that's what I'm like, I- I'm cool at two, but you know, I mean, we'll see what, we'll see what happens, but yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> two, I mean, two is, is, a, is quite a handful on some days, man. So mm. that's why I can only imagine, especially, you know, going back to that topic of kids that used to go to school every day. Now yeah. all of a sudden they're back in the house. I can, <laughs> I can see how that was like a, a reality shock back to having kids in the house all day long when you're used to them getting out of the house for a while. So, and not only that, but like the, uh, the, the parents who are, you know, they're also stuck at home and they're having yeah. to work from home and yeah. teach from home. And it's just like, damn, when do you get out? Yeah. That's, that's they have a nice be- house. That's all I know. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of nice houses, did you see that dude in uh, Florida that, uh, Bought the most expensive mansion while they were doing the walkthrough. Just stopped the walkthrough and boom, said, I'll buy it right now. Why? Straight cash. Had straight cash on him for it. Who does that? It was like it was like $12 million that he had on him. Just straight wow. cash with God, him. Really? It's like, why'd you even start the tour, bro? You already had that planned. You already <laughs> wow. had that baller move planned. Like Just you knew you floss. Yeah, exactly. You knew you had that. You knew you had the money on you. You wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have brought that kind of cash with you. Flossing in front of people, yeah. weirdos. Yeah. You know what? I do the same thing if I had that kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't, I can't, I can't lie either, man. I mean, that's a, a baller move. But I would have just walked up and said, "Now save the tour. I'll just, yeah. you know, you don't even got to show me." Because you know, when you're going to buy a house, they'll, 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 the first thing they check on you is make sure you have good credit and yeah, make sure right, all right. that stuff. Yeah. I, I would say like, no, I have bad credit, but I got this. <laughs> I got bad credit, but I got a bag of cash. <laughs> don't ask me no questions. <laughs> Does my credit really matter now yeah. that I got all this money right here? Well, there's that other Floridian too uh, that uh, found uh, one and a half million dollars of cocaine floating around in the ocean. <laughs> oh, you were Did just you? talking about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this dude was just snorkeling <laughs> off the coast and found this bag like floating in the water, open it up, boom, like 28, 28 kilos just in there. So at that point, do you report it or do you... Obviously, this dude did. <laughs> Obviously, this dude did. I want to know how many snorkelers have made the same discovery that we've never seen in the news. You know how so. many times? You know how many times I've walked the beach just to hope I find something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Only to find some broken seashells and shit. And this guy found how much again? Was it was it? a one and a half million dollars worth of cocaine. Like the street value is one and a half million, but it was like twenty eight kilos or something like that. Oh my God, like, you know, that'd you know, be a big ass bag, bro. That's not like just like a little like liquor store black bag. Like this. you know what's crazy? like i think we all know 
who would we call to get rid of it for us? Totally. <laughs> if, if we were to find it. We all have totally. that, that one yep. person we know. Yep. One person, yep. Just <laughs> yeah, you get rid of it, we'll split it 50-50. I found it, you get 50 for getting rid of it, I get 50 for finding it, I'm cool. You, you know what's crazy is when I said that, Rico looked at me like exactly. I'm the guy he would call. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would call you to see if you knew of anyone. <laughs> so now you gotta start splitting it three ways. <laughs> hey man, I didn't have that kind of money before, it yeah. doesn't matter. Exactly, it's, it's free money, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well. So I'm just reaching out to you as a friend, Mom. That's <laughs> yeah. all. That's it's all somebody that, that can help the situation. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of free money, the, the the stimulus round three is up for debate today. I think. I think uh, the Senate's going to waste some time and come to no conclusion today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that one thing that I hope comes from the next couple of years is that we could just start making more decisions together. Not yeah. even just like on that high level, but just as people, man. I think that's one cool thing that. At persistence, I feel like we don't let that kind of infiltrate us. So it's easy to forget about it, man. It's like when you go to the gym or you're around the right kind of people all day long, it's Mm -hmm. really easy to forget about it until you hear like the flick on the news for like five seconds. And unfortunately, that's what they love to remind us about is uh, all the division. Yeah, exactly. That's all they want to talk about. Yeah. You know, I've been telling mom about this for years that, you know, three things I don't discuss with friends are uh, finances, politics and religion, because those three things right there, you start bringing those up. They're such strong views. And we always have strong opinions about, you know, how we feel about religion, politics and finances uh, that I I think that it often causes division, hence politics recently. You know, and, and, uh, there's people that I know that, you know, red and blue and, you know, there's some people that unfortunately, I'm sorry, I, I I look at differently now, you know, but, and, and it's just, and it sucks. And, you know, I want to say, you know, you weren't that guy before you weren't that person before. And now, you know, I have this vision of you. And it's tough because you don't know if it's true colors or if it's forced colors too. You know, sometimes people are, unfortunately people are easily persuaded and that's, that's real True facts, though, because when I was in the military, that's the same thing they told us when we got off the boat, like if we were docking in an international port somewhere. Mm -hmm. You never talk about religion, you never talk about politics, and you never talk about the military when you're out there. Those are the three things they basically said, don't do it. Don't do it because you're going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah. Wow. Who knew? Mm -hmm. Yep. Who knew? Yeah, and, and and then I don't talk about money because then you know people. Because you ain't got none. Well, <laughs> my wife has it. Not much of a topic. My wife has it. No, but I I don't I I just think that if you're making three dollars, somebody's gonna say you're making three dollars. I yeah. thought you're making a dollar or whatever. Yeah. You know, and just there's always someone to hate on you about that. And I just I don't know. I just hate to bring it up. There's no need for it. Definitely, you know. And I still push a hoopty for a reason. I don't want nobody to think I got anything. You know, I don't mm-hmm. need to show off nothing. I got what yeah. I got, and I, I got what I need, and that's all. I'm cool with that. You yeah, know? yeah. So I I think uh, I think everybody's got their their baseline that they like to stick to. And yeah, mm-hmm. somebody, like you said, somebody's always going to find a reason to hate on you, whether you talk about those things or yep, not. So exactly. you might as well just let them find whatever reason, you know, yeah. if they want to hate on you because of that Cowboys hat, they'll find a reason, right? <laughs> oh yeah. That's this guy right here. That's Mambo right there. <laughs> no, it's funny. Cause I grew up in New Jersey and uh, really close to Philly, like only 30 minutes outside Ooh. of Philly. And uh, yeah, so it's funny. I come to the West Coast and there's a ton of Cowboys fans, but I feel like there's equal amounts of Cowboy haters to where oh, when yeah. I grew up on the East Coast where I lived, there was still a lot of Cowboys fans, but then everybody else already hated the Cowboys too. So I, I felt like everywhere I've gone so far in life, you're either a Cowboys fan or you hate the Cowboys. Well, just know that 
Cowboys are America's team, <laughs> all right? They are, right? Looking down on they the star, add, right? They need to add losing to that. <laughs> America's losing, losing team. <laughs> Favorite losers. <laughs> oh, man. One day. Yeah. One day. So so do you uh, hope they bring Dak back or uh, you guys in the Deshaun sweepstakes? You've you been know, following that around at all? Or? You know, here's the thing is that I think that, that Dak needs to really just go. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's a good guy. He was, I considered him great at one point, mm-hmm. but I think that he's, he's done. I, I, I just don't see him coming back as the old Dak. It's a tough, it's a tough injury to come back from, from mm-hmm. a quarterback too, because mm-hmm. it's his planting ankle too. So, you know, I mean, it's going to take a long time for him to like actually feel stable. But what about on the that, loyalty like, he but showed he, for the team? And bro. here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. I was going to say one thing I do believe, and the Cowboys have already done this to a quarterback in the past. No quarterback should ever lose their job because of an injury. I'm True. a firm believer in that. I'm a firm believer in that. You got to at least at least bring him back to training camp and let, you know, Andy Dalton or whoever you guys are going to bring in there, mm-hmm. you know, beat him out. But that's not going to happen because if you bring him back, you're obviously going to pay him a straight truckload of cash. Right. So you guys are in a unique situation here where it's like you got to pay a dude, you know, walking around in a physical therapy room, $40 million a year. So it's a tough, I mean, it ain't my check. So and you, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes too. So they might pay him to leave. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. You know, there's that thing, Mambo, where you just said, you know, there's the, the loyalty that, that Dak has had because let's face it, he's been paid chump change this whole time. He's Man. been, he he's, got drafted in the fourth round. He can't, you know, that's, that's his he, fault. He's he should have okay. he been better. <laughs> so there is that loyalty that he has toward the team yeah. and the team is for the most part taking care of him. Mm-hmm. But the thing is like, there's also the ugly side of it, which is like, mm-hmm. I call the business side of it. True. And it if you ain't producing, you know, and I'm paying you all this money, huh. you know, well, ask Tony about it. Tony wasn't ready for the broadcast booth and right? he got hurt and then Dak came in and then next thing he's, Hey, Tony, you know, either, you know, Go do some Skechers commercials and play golf or whatever you want to do, bro. But you ain't quarterback no more. So, but I, but I think in Tony hitting the the you know the TV as he has, yeah, I, I think he's amazing. Seriously, amazing. By far the best announcer out there. You right? know, even better than Joe Buck's got the voice, but Tony Romo is the all around like, bro. He's you would think that he's got the quarterback's headset on or something. Right? He's like, we're gonna go with a play yeah. action pass over here to the right, and I think they're probably gonna do a middle crossing route and a deep route. And I swear to God, it's the same exact play every time he calls it like that. So. He has one of the sickest intuitions yeah. I've ever seen with anyone in yeah. my life, and and it's just he calls it and it, it happens. Yeah. And with that move, he made it to the Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop. Right? <laughs> stop bullying me right now. <laughs> oh man so we'll see what happens with them this year yeah it'll be interesting and it'll be a little less covety this year too so maybe a lot less shuffling of the games yeah. and whatnot but one thing i'm looking forward to is the olympic games coming too um what was your experience like with the with radio and the olympics back when they came were you already in the business when they were here or that's a little bit before before you were in the radio business uh i think i i've been through a couple of olympics uh but i you know in my time in radio but i don't think it's really been anything that at least you know in in in, i think for us i think and it was even like right when i got into it Mm -hmm. uh uh we had a uh uh, fernando vargas oh yeah the boxer Mm -hmm. uh he he had gone to the olympics i Mm -hmm. think atlanta yes yes and uh i remember like you know it was it was so cool to see the the community get behind that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Fernando was a G back then, though, man. He was a bad dude. Man, then. his his son just fought uh, yesterday, yesterday, right? yeah, 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 in Puerto Rico. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah, man. I and it, it's crazy because I mean the early fights you don't hear too much about them because yeah. they they put them in with uh, you know like th- trying to build the record mm-hmm. to to set them up for the future. But I was telling Rico is like uh, 
I don't like when they do that to like, uh, like, did you get to watch the Canelo fight? Yeah, I did. I mean, whether you call it a fight or not, but. It, well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like what it's yeah. like, it's like you, you owe more to the fans and I, I get what he's doing, but I just think that, you know, I just think if I'm going to pay for a fight or I'm paying for, for a subscription to something, yeah, it better be a, something good. Exactly. It's a product you want to, if you're going to pay for it, you should expect a high quality. And I mm-hmm. think that's with everything, you know, and I mean, goes for the gym and they put out an extremely high product. And I think most, uh, if not all the, the reviews would come back that it's well worth it. So, I mean, that's the same thing. And that's what we're, that's what we're building here. And that's what, uh, boxing unfortunately hasn't been building, but it's funny, like a guy like Fernando Vargas and all the other guys that come out of Oxnard, cause even all the way on the East coast, I had heard of Oxnard, California before I ever came anywhere near really? California. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just a heritage here of not only championship world caliber boxers coming out of it, but also like a lot of guys like right below that level, too, that, yeah. you know, a couple swings a different way and they could have a whole different legacy. So I mean, it's a really cool spot that we live here in Ventura County, man. Uh, Fernando's uh, son, they were interviewing him. Uh, I, gosh, when was it? Was it? I, I saw an older interview. Well, older meaning, you know, over the last several weeks. Yeah. But uh, his son was saying that he really never imagined himself. He didn't see himself as a boxer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just, it's something that he wanted to do. And he tried it. And now he's, he's 2-0, you know, as, a, as of yesterday. And so, you know, he's, he's a beast, man. He's going to be rolling now. Yeah, you know what's funny beast. is. What's is, his weight class? Do you know his weight class? Uh, well, is it Walter Waits? I'm not. Don't, I'm not, quote, don't quote me yeah, on I'm that. I'm not yeah. too sure. But, yeah. but one of the things that, that's crazy to me in, in watching him uh, fight was uh uh you know we we grew up well he grew up around us yeah. because we we his you know fernando owned like a, a cell phone shop yeah, back then have, yeah we would do the grand opening so we he was what maybe like five years old maybe so maybe. it was crazy to see him do like like the moves yeah. and now to see him as a grown man do him in the ring it's like yo this is it's gotta be a trip crazy yeah. bro that's cool man that's gotta be really cool though and that's like uh that's why i was bringing up the olympics because I feel like it's going to be really cool when my kids are a little bit older that we're going to get to go to the Olympic Games like Mm -hmm. in person here in Los Angeles. And that's just going to be something cool, something for him to idolize, something for him to look at. And he already gets to idolize people in the gym because there's tons of athletes in the gym that he just gets to play around with. And they're like his friends and things like that. So that's probably what it was like uh, for Fernando's kid. And I just hope that that kind of parlays down the road. And, and all three of them are 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 great fighters. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. I mean, that's, vicious. Anybody that doesn't believe in genetics, go ahead and look at the Vargas family, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure you'll probably think, probably think otherwise, you know. But that's what uh, that's what's going to be on display soon, though. Uh, the uh, CrossFit Open is uh, is is coming up. Are you familiar with the CrossFit Games, Rico? No, I am not. I mean, Come look, on, look, look at him. Look at me. <laughs> hey, hey. So, so, <laughs> Hey, you can still be a fan. Yeah. Hey, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't look like a running back for the Cowboys either, but you put, watch the game. Put it this way. One time he told me he was going to the gym. It was uh Jim's sandwiches <laughs> in the Valley. Nah, Jim's, Jim's grill, Jim's grill and shop. <laughs> but I went to the gym. Yeah, hey. Everybody's got a favorite gym. So you're a fan. You're, you've been a fan of the, the, the CrossFit games. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen it. Like I remember like back in high school when I watched it and it kind of like pivoted for me. Cause I used to sit and watch like the world's strongest man competition. You remember oh, those yeah, where the yeah, big, yeah. big ass dudes like lifting up boulders and putting them on pillars and shit. So yeah. You can do pulling the trucks. Yeah. Pulling yeah. trucks and pulling boats out of the water and all Airplanes kinds of crazy stuff. or whatever. Yeah. So I think it kind of shifted. I think like, you know, kind of shifted towards ESPN starting to play this thing called the CrossFit games, which I thought was really cool because mm-hmm. I was running track and playing sports then. And here these guys are literally like running a 400 meter 
meter on the track and then stopping at a barbell, doing all these lifting movements and then running another 400, then doing a rope climb. And I mean, it's so dynamically different over and over again. It was it really caught my eye. So I was like, oh, this CrossFit stuff's cool, but I never in a million years thought that I'd be doing it. But I mean, here I am and it's actually incredibly fun and it's really cool how they have it actually structured to where everybody can do it. Right. So do you think that that's going to be something that's going to be going to the Olympics eventually? Or? Mm, I would say, I would say not because they've already taken a lot of the Olympics and put it in a CrossFit. So right. I think it'd be tough for them to really like turn it into an actual Olympian game or even if CrossFit would even want to do that. Cause to be honest, I mean, they're kind of a business, you know, they're, a, right. they're a brand that they've created. So for you to be affiliated with them, you know, you have to be affiliated. So right. it'd be, it'd be tough to uh, probably transition that because they took like weightlifting from the Olympics. They've taken gymnastic movements from the Olympics. They've taken track and field from the Olympics. So there's already so many events that they put it in. It'd be tough for them to make it an Olympic sport. Although it'd be badass if they could, because now breakdancing is an Olympic sport. And I'm sure back in the eighties, you know, if you were to talk to some kids on a, on a piece of cardboard and say, hey, you could do this in the Olympics in two decades, they probably they wouldn't believe decades. it. Yeah, they'd right. be like, no way. So who knows? It's still really young in its, in its, own, in its own right. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no, but it'd definitely be a, a work in progress. I think that there. one tripped me out, the breakdancing one. Oh, yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. It's going to be interesting to see how they judge it, though. Like, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, it's got to be straight up like, is there going to be, because te- like the floor routine, you see, it seems like it's freestyling, you know, when the, when the guys and the girls are doing like the flips and their tumble routines and stuff, but there's technical things that you have to land where yeah. breakdancing, I feel like you can literally like freestyle it. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, obviously there's moves that have been like mastered over the years, but I mean, some dude can come out and just do whatever the hell he wants and mm-hmm. nobody's ever seen it before and be like, whoa, that looked cooler than all those actual technical moves that dude just hit. So you win. See, and I want to know who's going to be judging that. Yeah. It's going to be cool. I, I mean, who, who's got that know-how? Our boy, Byron Bucow. You better get in there. You better <laughs> figure out what the certifications are, Byron, and get, get on that list, man. They're looking for judges, bro. It's coming to LA in a couple years, man. Get on that list. Has but, to, has to. But um, yeah, it's just really cool. And it's just cool to see uh, international uh, affiliate or committee like the Olympics mm-hmm. being that open-minded. And that's yeah. where everybody wants to talk about diversity and all this thing but there's also a lot of cool inclusion going on in the world too right so and that doesn't come up too much and that's something that you know yeah it took a little while but here it is it's an olympic sport now where it used to be something that would get frowned upon been like you know it looked it was more of like a street thing or something that was not you know proper or top of the line and now here it is it shined through so when i was down for uh, covid i watched a lot a lot of tv and uh beat street was one of the movies that that i came across wow oh yeah and uh, the scene where they're battling each other, mm-hmm. that was my thought. I was like, man, I can't believe this is actually going to be a, a, In the a Olympics. Olympic competition. Bro, yeah. well, that'd be, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's insane. I, I just really think, I just really think it's cool that they're opening up that. And that's what the CrossFit Games is uh, doing when they do the Open. It's open to everybody. Right. Like, you want to be a part of the CrossFit Open, Rico? Uh, you could you know what? The, you could come I, to the I, gym. I really want to do it, but I have something going on that day. Hey, tell, hey, him, tell him there's a snack it's, bar there and he'll be next, there, bro. <laughs> snack bar serves burgers. How about, this? How about this? If you commit to coming, I'll bring my barbecue rig down to the gym and I'll cook, I'll cook a barbecue for everybody what after you, the game. What are you barbecuing? You name it. You're there, you pick. <laughs> What you want? Pulled pork, tri tips, whatever. We'll we'll figure that. out. Let's work on that. Yeah. See. Hey. hey where did go. you make that one time that I told you looked pretty good? The brisket. The brisket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, okay. I mean, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll throw yeah. down some brisket, some burn ends, whatever you want. You come. You come to the. Uh, you come to the open, and uh, I've never tried. A, a Rico claims to be a, a 
good at barbecuing tri-tips and yeah, what else? Yeah, I, I like barbecuing tri-tip is, okay. is my main thing, but uh, I'm getting really into chicken a lot lately. Okay, yeah, chicken. Yeah, uh, I, I love I love uh, making jerk chicken. It's a big old process. I don't do it enough, but it's fun. Yeah, no, I'm good. I just I just want to add one seasoning and that's it. Okay. So I find the one seasoning and I'm good with that. I run with it. Yeah, just, that, <laughs> just build on yeah. it, man. Build on it. Yeah, so do, I, you, do you smoke or do you, uh, do you just have a charcoal grill, a gas grill? Just a gas grill. Gas grill, yeah. nice. Okay. I, I don't have the patience. There, somebody was trying to sell me a what uh, are they the, the Traeger or something yeah, like well, that? Yeah, well the Traeger's the Traeger's nice. It's like almost like a remember those things like set it and forget it. I mean you don't have to worry about it. Like you literally add the pellets or whatever you want mm-hmm. uh, the smoke material to be. You turn a dial to a temperature yeah, that no, you probably read online on whatever, you know, yeah. smokingjoes.com uh, and you, boom, it, it turns out phenomenal. My father-in-law has a Traeger and uh, yeah, I actually love going over there and getting to use it because it's so, it's so simple. Like right. my smoker, I, I kind of tweak out on it and it's fun. It's, it turns, <laughs> it turns into like a, it does, it turns into like an event though, you know, now I have a reason to spend 12 hours by the barbecue though. It's all strategy, man. I got my TV out there for my sports, no. got my smoker right there, you know, it's strategy. I, ca- I can't do that I, I i don't have that kind of patience maybe it's it's my i don't know add a i'm worse than both of you because i'll just go to best barbecue in santa paula and you'll buy, just it, throw it, it, buy it and it's ready there you go yeah no i I don't, I don't have that kind of patience i i just i've got to you know turn it over every six minutes or whatever it is that i'm doing and you know the end product is done 40, min- 40 minutes later and let's eat that's legit though man that's that's good too i mean i feel t- like this should be an olympics event too oh there you go let's get <laughs> let's get barbecuing barbecuing on the olympics and i might got i might have a shot man i might have a shot opening ceremony they're starting to barbecue at the end okay we'll have the results right. here in a couple of weeks you got to flip it every 6 minutes do push-ups in between <laughs> there you go. Oh, no i'm just flipping it that's all the exercise never mind so, i'm out i'm out on the barbecue right, exactly I'm not trying to do push-ups with that. <laughs> Come on now. We, we don't barbecue just to eat, you know, I don't know, healthy food or whatever. <laughs> Give me something greasy. That's me, though. You know? Hey, it's all, it's, it's, all, it's all good, and it's all about balancing it out, right? Yeah, I mean, like, like yesterday, I went out and gra- I grabbed, a, grabbed a big old uh, fried chicken sandwich with jalapenos and everything on it, but we're on the nutrition program, so right. part of me felt bad while I was doing it, but I was able to keep track of all my other meals and still basically kept all my my macros and my calories yeah. on point. I just, I just had to grub down on lunch and slow down on uh, breakfast and dinner. So, well, there's, you know, the, the, the cheat meals, yeah. right. Is, is yeah. what they call it. So, I mean, I, I just don't see anyone bro. Being, not, cheat meals aren't supposed to be every day, by the way, because, <laughs> or every meal, I, I get a cheat meal every day, right? Well, well the guy that I talked to said, <laughs> you see, I, I do the meal preps mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for, for uh, persistence culture. And, and I didn't do them for two weeks when I was, uh, when I had COVID, uh-huh. And one of the things was like, man, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be on the, the meals. And uh, a lot of people that had COVID lost weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought I was going to lose weight. My ass gained 10 pounds, bro. Yeah. So you got to get yeah. back on that Mel Eats, yeah. man. Yeah. Wow. See, and, and I lost about 10 pounds. I don't know if I lost it like during COVID. But when see, I you, had didn't, it. you didn't get it as bad as me no, because I was I, I was eating and just laying there, eating yeah. and just laying there. Yeah. yeah. Versus you, you, there was a couple of times where I talked to you and you were walking in the backyard. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah thank was, God for that. Yeah. No, I, I had it nowhere near what Mambo had it. That's yeah. man. That's so, I see that's so, that's so crazy. Like how, how different it could be for each person mm-hmm. and either, even if it was the exact same strain or the same yeah. event or time that you got infected, it doesn't, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to it, man. It doesn't make any sense. And yeah. it's, it's crazy too, because, uh, uh, 
uh, first of all, I might say some things that because Rico's here, mm-hmm. uh, our our humor is very dark humor, bro. So don't <laughs> don't judge us. Yeah, don't don't judge us. <laughs> no judgment. I never pass judgment. So and then so, none of the listeners should either. We're all good. So we we always joke around with each other about you know like hey man if something happens to you I'm gonna have a GoFundMe for you like like that's our humor right yeah. So when he got it, I was like, oh man, he's gonna die because. <laughs> Because he's diabetic. Damn, bro, diabetic, like right. instantly, instant death, right? Not just oh, a yeah. hospitalization, what? but going straight, <laughs> going straight, straight dead. Words <laughs> not even the steps, right? Yeah, nothing. No progression. No. Well, it's it's what you hear, right? Yeah, yeah. So so he's diabetic, and I I always try to be very careful around him, and he ended up getting it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, is he gonna be all right? And bro, he was like <laughs> laughing and happy and calling me, and I was like. <laughs> Hey, boy, you're calling me too much. Can you get sicker? <laughs> but when I got it, bro, I thought, like, if he survived it, I'm going to be all right. Yeah, I'm just going to kick back at the house for a little bit. Bro, I was done. I didn't yeah. even talk to him for almost like a week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a long, probably the longest that I think we've gone without talking to one another. That was a while because we have a little thread that we do for the show and stuff, too. And I felt like, man, I feel like this is only a two-way conversation. Where the hell did Mambo yeah. go? And I didn't even know that he had it at this point. So I figured, mm-hmm. oh, shit, maybe he's on vacation or something. He's been said he got that passport. Maybe he finally, uh, no, man, maybe he finally was, used it was, at customs. <laughs> yeah. I was out, bro. He, he got it. And, yeah. and it was a trip. I think it was the first time that... That I talked to him after once he tested positive that I was like, oh, damn, you don't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound good at all. And uh, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, you you did get it, bro. You yeah. got it. And, and, and another thing, too, is like, you know, last year we we were all excited for, uh, you know, 2020, mm-hmm. you know, the same number. It's going to yeah, be my be a year. Great year. Yeah. And then I did that for 2021. And, and the very next day, this fool gets uh, COVID. <laughs> and then... You know, we get them back, and then the following month, I get COVID. So it's like we haven't even worked like a full month this yeah. year together. Well, so. Wasn't it like about a week, two weeks between the time that I came back? And yeah, it was like time- one week. Yeah, yeah. it couldn't yeah. have been much because yeah. once I figured out that he got it, I was like, oh, yeah. damn. Yeah, maybe Rico came back and gave it to yeah. him. I don't no, know because no, I know I, that he just came back. But you had to be negative to come yeah, back. Yeah, so exactly. It's a trip how that happens. And because there's been a few times throughout the year. Like I said, I get tested all the time at work mm-hmm. where I was like a little sick and I was like, oh man, all right, this is going to be it. Here mm-hmm. it comes. And then boom, it's always, it's always negative. So, so now, so now that we've had it, I mean, we're, they say that we're free and clear for the next several months. No, <laughs> I don't know. That's, can, that's, the, that's we, the other thing. Can, it's like, how do you get it again? Bro, go, go, go make an appointment with your doctor, bro. Don't ask, don't ask <laughs> two guys doing a podcast. Here, wet, couple, <laughs> turn, this, turn this into an MD podcast here. And uh, well, hang on, let me jump on Google real quick. And I'll give you, I'll give you a prognosis. Rico. Exactly. No, but I mean, I, we, I, I feel that we also have to be real careful with, 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 you know, what we're doing, where we're going. And yeah, stuff. definitely. I think we should still continue to be careful, but I still think I should be able to go eat something inside too. Yeah. Yeah, everyone makes their own choice. Yeah. 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 I mean, but I mean, what's the difference of me eating two, two steps from the door of the restaurant to eating inside the damn door of the Mm -hmm. restaurant? That to me, I I don't know. Well, you walk in with your mask and then you take it off to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll leave it. We'll leave that up to the politicians. They can figure that shit out. They can figure that out. One thing I can't figure out though, right? I've I've been meaning to bring this up. It was like two weeks ago, right? So I'm walking out of my house and I'm walking down the driveway and I look up in the look up in the sky, and it was like super clear morning because mm-hmm. I when I usually leave for because I hit the gym first and then go to work uh, to get to the five a.m. class. I got to leave at like four something. Look up in the sky, and it's crystal clear. I see tons of stars. And at first, I think I see like a shooting star or a plane, but then I notice that it's literally eight 
like stars, same size as stars, mm-hmm. perfectly spaced from each other. And they were all traveling in a straight line. Like, and the, the spacing in between each star never changed. And they were moving? They were moving, bro. I watched them move all the way across the sky until I couldn't see them anymore. Was it? No, that's like, what. Were, were they really stars? I don't or? know. I don't know. Or then maybe they were like some type of like, um, I, I, my, my mind to rationalize it because I'm not a huge like uh, UFO UFO guy or right. anything like that. I don't, I don't necessarily believe in anything like that. I'm not naive enough to think that we're the only people in the world, but I don't think right. they're also just cruising around inside our atmosphere either. Were you still kind of maybe drunk from the night no, before? No, I wish. Or? I didn't even bring it, man. That, that was going to be my next question. But, but you know, I know the, the Persistence Culture family, we try to follow the healthy way. Try mm-hmm. to, but hey, man, I mean, it's sometimes a good CrossFit workout is also a good hangover And that was going to be my question. Sometimes I go to the gym, boom. But no, I'm, I'm too... I'm too out of shape now as far as my drinking tolerance goes. I don't drink on school nights anymore. If I got right. work the next day, I got to play it cool. I'll drink some seltzer waters or something like that, but that's it. Um, Yo, that's bizarre though. Yeah, it's weird, this. right? No, I'm telling you, it's the only time I've ever seen something in the sky that I couldn't make any sense of other than like uh, military planes, maybe flying in like some type of... Uh, See, but we, we've we gotten that here in... Uh, uh, because of the base, They're, they do like a lot of like military yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember one time uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, rest in peace, Scott. He mm-hmm. used to, he used to go park by the beach, like by the base out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he said he got so scared one time because it was a uh, what do you, what do you call those ones that look like Batman? The the, the, oh, the stealth, stealth bombers, stealth bombers. That this was when they first were out, and he right. said he just couldn't believe what he seen because it yeah. was like landing and it was just so big, and and, and that he thought it was <laughs> it was like <laughs> UFO or being invaded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they picked Point Magoo to start at. So yeah, those things are th- those things are they're crazy to look at. Yeah, and, and then to see them. Uh, the old house that I, I used to live in, or well, I still live in Camarillo, but one of the old houses that we lived at was the flight path right over, you know, for the planes that were landing over at Point Magoo. And some of the planes that I would see going in, there's like, what, what is that? How's that? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I mean, you know, these huge, it's like a, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just like, it's a plane. Yeah. It's a weird looking plane. Yeah. It's a, a lot of them are. I mean, I've seen those planes, the, uh, I forget what the exact, uh, military terminology is for, but they're the vertical takeoff ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those yeah, things yeah. are, those things are freaking dope, man. Those things are crazy. That's like something straight out of like, I don't know, some James Bond movie or something. So what like did that. you think those lights were, bro? I don't know, man. And that's the only way, cause my mind wants to rationalize it, right? My mind wants to rationalize it. So with Point Magoo right there, I guess I would have to say it'd be some type of military plane flying in, uh, some type of formation mm-hmm. that made it look exact, but I'm telling you, bro, because I was tripping out on it. I literally stopped in my driveway and watched it. Like, what the fuck am I looking at? And I was like thinking, like, maybe I should run inside and wake up my wife and get her out here real quick. But I knew I was like, I'm gonna run inside, wake her up, and I'm gonna come out here, gone. and that shit's gonna be gone, and she's gonna be mad as hell that I just woke her up out of bed. <laughs> I would have been pissed. Like, yeah, sure, put it, record it, <laughs> get your ass out of here. No, and that's what I was. That's why I was like, man, I, I don't think I can record it. It was like way up there in the sky, so yeah. it, it tripped me out for sure. And, and I was that was the about, first time you've seen something like that. Yeah first time first and only time so to me to me i've i've seen not 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 exactly what you explained but uh i remember we were were going to phoenix years ago uh and uh on our drive i think we had just we were still in in california Mm -hmm. but uh you know it was like getting like towards the desert Mm -hmm. and i seen like a uh it looked like like a real white light like like bright white light and then all of a sudden everything where the light was, that whole thing turned green. 
And me, my wife, and whoever was in the car with me seen that. No, you all seen it too. Yeah. And so we're all like, what the hell was that? And then like, uh, we got to, uh, uh, I remember we like hours later, we got to Phoenix and we were like switching around the radio station and they had seen it in, in Phoenix too. Whoa. And, uh, they, they didn't, I never found out what it was or anything. No idea what it was. That's weird, wow. man. It's weird how shit like that, like when multiple people see it and then they just wait, for, not they, like somebody knows what it was, but I mean, it's like, and then nobody ever figures out what it is. Because I think a lot of it's that stuff is, they hide it. They don't well, want yeah. any, any of us to know anything like that. Well, that's like all the alien shit that went down in like Roswell or whatever in the fifties or whatever, but that's when they were like testing the atomic bomb. So they were doing all kinds of crazy shit back then. So of yeah. course they, of course people see some crazy <laughs> ass stuff, man. <laughs> you know? So, but I mean, of course they didn't, then they didn't want to tell everybody, oh yeah, we're actually building this giant massive bomb to destroy humanity you know they don't want to, do, they don't want to tell the civilians that but <laughs> that wouldn't be a happy day right there no not I mean, at all yeah. man so so you live in camarillo now is that where you're born and raised uh no i was actually born in santa paula which is okay. my, in, uh, yeah in santa paula the only hospital there and uh raised in fillmore i uh, lived there till i was about 28 29 something Ouch. like that <laughs> what do you mean now? <laughs> I lived in I lived in Fillmore for like nine months. So. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. I was grateful that I was grateful that my wife's grandma lived there. And when we were transitioning up from San Diego, we had a spot to stay for free. Right, so right. I'm not going to say that I wasn't grateful. But uh, yeah, Fillmore was a hot ass summer, bro. It was yeah. like 120 degrees every single day, man. Yeah, yeah. Brutal. <laughs> it, it does get hot, but but I think that because you know, and I tell a lot of people this is that. Because Fillmore was so small, we only used to have there. There's not even a theater there, but we only had one theater there, and you had to learn how to create your own fun. That's true. And so I think that forced a lot of us growing up at that. You know, when I was growing up, to to you know think a little bit, you know, somewhat outside the box. And you know, I'm not going to say that what I did back then was right, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was fun. Yeah. And so, because it, it is, I mean, I think to this day, I haven't been, I haven't lived there in years now, but, um, you know, back then it was, it was super boring. I'm not going to lie. It was super boring and, uh, there was nothing to do. And, you know, we either had to go to, uh, uh, Valencia, which was back then still somewhat boring, or we went to Ventura. Yeah. I think, I think, but I think that's part of being a kid too, though. I think no matter where you live, like I'm stoked for my kids to have the opportunity to grow up in, in Ventura County area, right. even just cause everything is so close. Right. Um, like I'm sure Oakview where we live is going to be seen as maybe boring because they're going to need a ride to the beach or a ride to the mountains yeah. for most, most of their youth, you know? So I think that's part of like the rite of passage as a kid, you have to be bored until, you know, you can yeah. find your own ways to get to where you want to go. So but yeah, so grew up in Fillmore and yeah, I grew up in Fillmore and uh, let me see, moved to Oxnard for a while uh, once I met up with my wife. And then after that, we moved around a couple of different times and we've been in Camarillo now for, for several years now. Cool. Yeah. Always in the county though. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I don't blame you for not leaving, man. I want to know why you left out your first wife out of this conversation though. Oh, so, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> a little radio silence. It's all right. I, I, I live in Camarillo, <laughs> great city. I love it. Beautiful Camarillo. Yeah, yeah. It just shuts down way too early, even for me. Really, it shuts down way too really? early. Really, like yeah. where, like the little historic downtown area. We had some friends that used to live in Camarillo, but I don't, I don't have much uh, track record in, in Camarillo. Just, everything shuts down at nine o'clock. You left nine o'clock. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you like the bars o'clock. and everything. 
Yeah. Like you can't go to a bar well, past nine. I o'clock. mean, I mean, you can go, but it's not. I don't know. It's oh, just, okay. You left two big things out, bro. What's that? Because you moved to Vegas for a while. Yeah, yeah. Moved what? To Vegas yeah. How do you yeah. leave out Vegas? You yeah. lived in Vegas for a while, man. Yeah. And then he he moved to uh, Cumming, Georgia. Shorten me on the deets, man. You lived down. <laughs> Georgia. Those were stints. Let's just call them stints. All okay. Right? Hey, a stint counts, man. I say, yeah. you know, I say I lived in Chicago once, and I only lived in I lived in Great Lakes. I lived in Great Lakes, Illinois, on a military right. base for three months. But I tell people I lived in Chicago, man. He meant he mentioned Fillmore for nine months, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you count it all, man. It all it all builds who Rico is. You know, Vegas was fun. Uh, my wife wasn't too fond of it, but I <laughs> you a blackjack I, fan or no? It's you know what. You don't even gamble. I don't gamble. Oh, well, then so, Vegas so, should be your spot, man. I hear like it's a terrible place to live if you're a gambler. Uh oh, oh yeah, it definitely is. And I saw a lot <laughs> of people lose like a lot of their like stuff <laughs> pawning it just to get a couple bucks to go to the casino oh, or God. one of the casinos. Yeah. But um I I loved it just because it was so different. There was a, you know, all the big artists were going through the radio station when I was working there. And uh, you know, that was our station was one of the spots that you had to stop at. Um, you know, where they were doing concerts at the the house of blues, which was just, I mean, I think that was a great venue because it was so intimate. And, uh, so I, I got to, you know, I just got to experience all that stuff. My wife, on the other hand, didn't like it because she's a real bubbly, you know, friends. I, I don't know. How would you, she likes to have a close network of friends and whatnot. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. And, and, and she didn't have that, Yeah, you know, even like, uh, at work, you know, she's used to having her work friends or whatever. And like, you know, at her job, she didn't have, it was just a bunch of weirdos that she was working with. <laughs> bunch of gamblers. <laughs> a bunch of gamblers all Probably. pissed off because they lost all their money last night. Yeah. So I, I think the, the only thing that we gambled one time, it, we, uh, we gambled 20 bucks and we came up on a hundred and we left like we just won a million bucks. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I would have well, left empty handed. Yeah, exactly. That hundred would have been going right back on the table. <laughs> but I mean, so... And then we lived in uh, in Georgia. We lived in Cumming, Georgia. Where's that? Down south, up north, in the middle? It's about 40 minutes north of uh, of Atlanta. Okay. So you're yeah. right there in the mix then. Yeah. Atlanta always seems like a cool cool city. Oh, man. It, it, was, it was really cool. It was really cool. But anything outside of Atlanta, I think, is just a little too too out there for my taste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah. You could probably yeah. get out in the sticks in Georgia real quick. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, here's the thing is that, you know, we, we were talking about inclusion a little while ago in that he, the one thing that I realized from moving away is how much of a melting pot California is, but even more so Southern California. Yeah. We have so much of so many of us here and it's just probably one of the most awesome things that you'll ever run into and then you leave and it's just like whoa what? i agree what what's going on here it's like you walk into a wall and you know you and, and i'm talking you're walking fast and you just <laughs> hit that yeah it's like oh shit it opens what? you up to what the rest of the country and you know yeah. where we live looks like you know and it's I always joke around with my wife when we go and travel places and things like that. You always know when you're finally on the plane going back to LA yeah. because yep. of all the different people that you see <laughs> on the plane when you're walking past. I'm serious, man. <laughs> serious. Like when you're going to like, if you're flying to Missouri or somewhere in the Midwest yeah. or even parts of the East Coast. Yeah. And then when you finally get that layover back and you're going to LA, no matter where it is, you know that, that even that boarding section when you're walking through the airport that they're going somewhere in SoCal, you see every single kind of minority or majority or yeah, stereotype yeah. or whatever you could think of in your head is on that one plane all in once. So. And you know what? Honestly, that, that when I was, 
that what you just described, I remember getting on the plane. It's like, okay, good. I feel good now. Yeah. I, I feel like, it, yeah, it was kind it's, of a it's trip. A trip. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a weird thing, man. Yeah. It's a weird thing. It, I, I noticed it almost like once I lived in California for like two years, even when I was living in San Diego and I'd mm-hmm. come back, I can always tell like, oh, this is a California bound plane, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, and then the question was always, where are you from? <laughs> Just because <laughs> you know, I used to hate that. Like, what does it matter? I'm from Georgia, man. <laughs> I'm here, ain't I? <laughs> You're not from around here, are you? <laughs> yeah, one thing I always remember when I was a kid growing up, I, I watched a lot of college football, and that's, that's what I was basing my uh, college destination off as a young man. I never really made it to any of these destinations, but I had a few lined up, and Georgia Tech was one of them. I thought their uniforms were dope, and I think the stadium is just so cool. It's like yeah. dead smack in the city like you're playing football literally like surrounded yep. by skyscrapers yep. it's like man it's a badass like setting to play man yeah, atlanta's a real cool city uh especially in the evening it's just it's it's yeah. beautiful it's beautiful uh but, but then so is vegas vegas is beautiful yeah. at night during I the bet, day and yeah all the lights and yeah but during the day it's not what type of a station were you on when you were down south in, in georgia uh cut well, I, I wasn't doing radio. Actually. Oh, you were doing radio? Yeah, yeah, I was doing, I was trying to do sales out there. Okay. So, and uh, yeah, I'm not one for sales. <laughs> I don't blame I, you, bro. Sales is tough, man. Everybody wants to that. be a dick to the sales guy. Seriously, yeah. man. It's a tough profession, yeah. bro. It's a tough so as long profession. As, as long as you're not selling that extended car warranty <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was doing, so I was doing like credit card processing because that's what my brother-in-law was doing. He's like, hey, come on out here. We just lost our jobs in, in radio at that point. He says, you know, we can do this. And so anyways. How long did you stay there? Uh, I think we're, we weren't even there a year. We weren't even there a year. And, and, uh, you know, it it was really weird because I, you know, I go into some stores and and there was one lady who looked at me and she says, you're not going to rob me now, are you? (laughs) And I straight up like that. Oh, no shame. Yeah. Yeah. That's not cool. And and I was in shock. It's like, is she clowning or, you know what? Either way, it's still, yeah, it's still fucked up. So then my stupid ass says, excuse me, what did you say? She says, are you going to rob me? And I looked at what I was wearing, like, what? Who even dresses like this? It's probably, it's probably that cowboy hat. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. You got to get you one of them Georgia Bulldogs hats or something like that, man. You're the, you're the, hey, sir, what you want? Yo, so at that point is when I realized, like, damn, where am I at? What am I doing? Huh? It was, yeah, that will, I, that will forever stick in my head. And I can still picture, it was a furniture store. Yeah. And I, I, that will forever, yeah, just stick in my head. That lady's face will never, ever go away. Wow. And that's what keeps, the, I feel like, the stereotypes, unfortunately, of like down south mm-hmm. like that. And whether it's like that or not, I don't have yeah. much experience, but I always want to go there. It always seems like such a cool heritage, but it's just like there's not much inclusion there. Like yeah. if you're not exactly like them, then they don't yeah. want you to be a part of it, which which kind of sucks. So that's why you just got to go to the down south foods out here in SoCal and get, <laughs> get, it, out, get it out here minus the, uh, <laughs> minus the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I think that there's, you know, there's always, there's, we're all different. You yeah, know, there's some totally. people who just say, Hey, yeah, you know what? Come on in, whatever. And, and I did, you know, experience that when mm-hmm. I was in Georgia, uh, I very little of it, you know, <laughs> but you know, there are those people who are, you know, welcoming. And then there's those that aren't as welcoming. And, yeah, you know, just- I, I, I think that that's the way life is. And 
we just got to take it for what it is. And yeah. I, you know, I, I believe that we're all different. And uh, if we all thought that vanilla ice cream was the greatest thing on earth, then that would suck. That would suck. Yeah. And there's plenty of yeah. dickheads out here in Southern yeah. California too. I mean, I'm not saying everybody's, <laughs> right? I'm, not saying everybody's right? per- I'm not saying everybody's perfect now, <laughs> but, but, but yeah. Um, and then it's all, it's all relevant. And that's why I said like the South. Cause like when I go to Indiana to visit my, my parents, I kind mm-hmm. of expected the Midwest to just have that feel, but they are some of the nicest people I've ever ran into in my life. You yeah. know, like yeah. they are nonstop helpful and they like legit go out of their way to help you. Like, I mean, not just like, uh, Hey, can you Venmo me five bucks? Nice. Like they'll like come and like still shovel your driveway Mm -hmm. and literally go shopping for you if you need them or whatever. And like literally take time out of their day to help you. So that's pretty cool to see. Well, see what's kind of weird. Uh, Yeah. And, and and you saying that, I remember there was a couple different times where I was with my brother-in-law we were out driving around and he'd just pull over. If somebody was pulled on, like, what are you doing? He goes, well, we got to help him. Like, (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean? Who is this? What are we, Triple A? Yeah. <laughs> you got a side job at Triple A? Like, what are you doing? But I mean, that's, you know, that's who he was. That's what, you know, he knew. And that was his, his way of giving back to the community. I don't that's know. Awesome, I don't know what the hell it was, but I'm just like, yeah, that, no, we don't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look the other way. Do that. <laughs> Keep do, driving. Do that on the one-on-one. Somebody will accidentally run your ass over while you're on the side of the road trying to help somebody, man. Exactly. He's like, no, we don't do that back home. <laughs> yeah. We just keep walking, keep driving off. Man. Yeah. Well, that's, what's cool about persistence. I feel like everybody in the building are those type of people and we do legitimately go out of our way to help mm-hmm. each other. And, that's why I'm going to go out of my way to sign up for the open or I already have to sign up for the open and do these workouts, even though I know damn well, I ain't going to place nowhere. So, but it's kind of cool that this year you can actually like, uh, put yourself into a bracket of people like you. So like oh, okay. they're using like the hashtag kind of style. Right. So I could do like hashtag, I don't know, hopefully they have out of shape dads or something on there. So I'll go, I'll go with that one. I'll go with that. Dad bod. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with something along those lines, but you can like kind of uh, filter out the results to see people more in your demographics. So right. it's really cool. It's only 20 bucks and they do all the uh, tallying for you online and it's totally worth it. And then you also get to represent the gym too, which I think is cool. You can put down your affiliate with uh, persistence culture. So mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, I, I think I'd be a real bad representation of no persistence way, culture at, at this point. Anyway, I think you'd be good at the snack bar. Just wearing yeah. persistence culture. Hey, yeah. I'm telling you, everybody would love you because I'd be out there with my barbecue rig throwing right? down some brisket, man. You'd be an instant hit, man. I'm telling you, right. you, you have the type of look that that people like to ask, where's a good place to eat? <laughs> Cold. And my Cold. body says it all. <laughs> Definitely says it all. <laughs> ask Cold. him. He's got to know where. <laughs> Look, he's feeling uncomfortable over here. No way, no way. I'm good, man. It's a good one. Well timed. <laughs> we just have that that weird sense of humor, man. That mom was talking about yeah. earlier. Jack so. and Penny, that uncanny uh, ability to drop that uh, bounce pass down low. <laughs> All right, exactly. <laughs> That's you it, just, man. You just do it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know there's uh, always uh, times where he and I just look at each other and we always know where we want to go with stuff. That's so, dope, man. That's why you guys have been so successful, though, man. That's what makes it work. Yeah, we've been we've been pretty blessed. We've been uh, we're celebrating 25 years, as a matter of fact, already. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Anything that's going 25 years, I feel like that's like what everybody. Oh, if I could just ride it out here for 25 years, yeah. you know, it'd be good. And damn, man, that's incredible. Yeah, I don't know how he's done it, especially in a business <laughs> like that, man. I feel like I mean, you guys would obviously know 10 times better than me, but I feel like the radio business has to be partly cutthroat, man. Like you got to survive some some haters, I'm sure. You know, I mean, it's 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 a very like opinion based industry right mm-hmm. i mean so it's kind of it's got to be tough to necessarily survive all the people's opinions that may not be the truth 
So I, I know that when, when I got into radio originally, it was, and, and I would always say that I was swimming with sharks and it was, it was bad. It was real bad. Uh, thank God. I, I don't know. I'd like to get your opinion on this Mambo, but I, it's not as bad as it used to be. And, and I think like probably about five, six, seven years after I got into it is when things started really, there, there was inclusion. Inclusion. See, I'm telling inclusion, you. Inclusion. Yeah. That, that started happening. It was like, oh shoot, that's cool. That's cool. So I, I, I think, uh, to me, it's gotten harder, uh, the business to, to be in because when I got into it, uh, you had already been in in the business for a minute. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, to me, it was like, I got in it, in it to a point to where people were saying like, Oh, you're going to work in radio. It's that, that that's dying. Radio is a dying, uh, career or whatever. But here I am 25 years later. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I, I got to, to support my family with, yeah. with what I do, which, you know, I'm very blessed to be able to do that. But I just think with, with the way I think and, 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 you know, my humor, I think I've gone so much softer compared to, to the, the, the shit I used to get away in the early two thousands, because <laughs> now like people just want to call you out for, seriously, bro, it's getting a little crazy, man. Yeah. For any little thing. And, and to me, it's like, Sometimes, like, I think it happens almost every morning where I say, like, yo, I was about to say this, but I caught myself <laughs> yeah. because you right. got you got the cancel culture out there who's ready yeah. to call you it's out a for pro- sure. It's a problem, man. Like, I saw the other day there's a headline where they're, like, canceling, like, six Dr. Zeus books now. Oh, yeah. Or something yeah. like yeah. that. It's like, yeah. you got to be kidding me, man. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. I mean, some of the stuff is understandable because you, you got to understand, too, like, like uh, uh Back in the days, like the, yeah, the, maybe people those, got away with more stuff. Maybe he had those thoughts, but you know what it is now. You know, there's no, there's no racial, there's no racial slurs in it. There's no derogatory thing yeah. towards any specific group. Now it's us just putting our own viewpoint on it. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're thinking to in right. that box of racism and diver- diversity and not inclusion and always trying to find something wrong with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody doesn't come straight out right and say something wrong, you can't turn something in. It's all like, like I said, it's all opinion based. And, 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 and then, and then being in a, in a small, smaller community, like a small market, like Ventura County yeah. versus being in, in like a LA, New York, you know, you, you never know if you're ever going to run into the people that listen to you Yeah, mm-hmm. here. We run into people and they end up becoming our friends. Yeah. And, and one of the things that, that I tell Rico, I mean, it, it hasn't happened in a long time, but I think social media gave, gave everyone a voice to where if they don't like something about you, they're going to, they think you're not going to defend yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so they'll talk shit to you on social media, but when you meet them in person, it's a whole different thing. Crickets. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. What, what, what I meant was, yeah. no, yeah. no, you took it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> no, I took it exactly how you said it, bro. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody wants to take things however they want nowadays. Yeah. And, no, that's not cool. But so. you know what? That, that happens in anything you do. It does. And, and I think early in my career, I realized like people are always going to talk shit. Mm-hmm. It don't matter uh, what you do. I, everyone has a hater, some type of hater. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I always said, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing my thing because people are going to talk shit, whether you do right, whether you do wrong. And before I started doing right, I was doing a lot of wrong. And, yeah. and regardless of what I, what you do, people talk. So it's better if you just keep doing you. And, That's it. Keep and, moving, right? And, and, and one of the things I, I will say is, is going back to when I got into radio and they said that radio's dying. Man, you know how many times I heard that throughout my career? Right. I'm sure you still probably hear it to this day. Oh, yeah. It's oh, even yeah. worse now. Yeah, yeah I yeah. bet. 
I'll tell you what, I still listen. Maybe I'm old school or something like that, but I still listen to the radio. I prefer radio. I'll catch myself, you know, going through Amazon Music or whatever for a little while. And then, shit, I'd get tired of that stuff. I want to hear some people. I want to, like, feel like yeah. I'm connecting with something. Right. Where nowadays, it's just not the same. Where the radio, you know, you're still getting something live. You know, it's actually, right. ha- when you guys are doing the morning show, you're doing that shit in the morning. It's yeah. not, it's actually happening. You know, it's not pre-recorded or anything like yeah. that. Which pre-recording is great, too. Like, our podcast epic show but i feel like radio is always going to have a place it's always going to have a home and it's always going to have people that want it want to listen to it so i i agree with you and and there's i just talked to someone i don't even know if i told you mom but i just talked to someone like a week ago yeah about a week and a half ago who uh who tried to convince me that that radio was a thing of the past and i'm like well you know here's the thing is that you've got all these free there's no open frequencies for sale right now so so, and I shut them down with yeah. that, you know, find one, go start a radio station. Yeah, bro. Exactly. You can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't, at least around here there, you know, you can't, there's nothing that's available. So I, I think the people that do say stuff like that is, is, uh, and I agree, not, I, I understand not everyone listens to it. Just like I understand not everyone goes to eat at fast food restaurants or yeah. they, you know, everyone has different tastes in, in whether it's food, whether it's music, what, whatever it is, but I, I think with us, one of the things is is it's not only people talking shit about the, the career sometimes because they, they say that it's dying, but I'll, it's also like, oh, I don't listen to Oxnard Ventura radio. I'm cool. I listen to L.A. radio, which right. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go move to L.A. then, bro? <laughs> well, so, no. Yeah, those are the ones that are saying, but I, you know, and then they end up telling us stuff that we just talked about that morning or like, hmm. the couple of days ago, whatever. And I'm like, okay. What did I tell you happened last time? The other day, uh, and this was right after I, I was I was sick. Uh, I I still had a week off. And uh-huh. then I, I think oh. it was like, it was, I think it was like a Wednesday and I had gone somewhere and this guy uh, hit me up at the gas station. He, I, I knew who he was. He's like, Hey, uh, you still do that radio thing. And I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm still working there. I have, I've been off for a while. So he starts talking all this shit about like, Oh, I don't even listen to the radio, this and this, this and this turns out he owns a business and he, he, all of a sudden he's all, Hey, I heard you guys help out local businesses. Is there a way I could get an interview with you guys? And and this is all after shitting on my career and what I do and all this. And I was like, some people, bro. And I was like, yeah, give me a car and we'll we'll set something up. But yeah. it, it's just a, a trip that people will want to hate on you for yeah. whatever. Yeah, I think I think hating has become so normalized now that yeah, it's absolutely it's, it's okay to just just openly hate on someone and. You shouldn't get called out on. Don't call me out on it, bro, because I'm going to get all sad about it. You, you know, know? So one, one like, thing, one thing, right. one thing that trips me out on on the on the hater, like 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 whoever does it, like uh, you know, I think we all have a little haterish on us when it comes Absolutely. to like whether yeah, it's course. like hating on 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 someone else's sports team or it, whatever. Yeah, it creeps mm-hmm. in no matter what. Yeah. yeah, but when you're just hating on someone just to hate on them, <laughs> like imagine if you focus on on something positive for right. yourself or or or, totally or your career or whatever, it, mm-hmm. you'd be in a whole different place. Yep. And, and by the way, if you've ever, you know, sat there and talked trash about us, uh, you know, our, our career or the radio station that we work for, and then you decide that somehow later on down the road, you want to come on the air with us. The thing about us is that we've always said, yeah, sure. Come on in. Yeah. And, and so, uh, I, I think more often than not, they kind of look at us like, wait, but I was I thought talking. you wouldn't like me. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, Hey man, you know, it is what it is. We're not going to sit there and why keep yeah. that energy in you, man. Yeah. 
It's yeah. like, dude, don't don't even let that yeah. be a part of you. Yeah. Unless you are an absolute dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we're gonna burn your ass. You ain't getting no you ain't getting no love. <laughs> no, but I I can I can honestly say that I, I it's it's we've always had that attitude and just people that and like, man, but this person did and said this and, and we're still gonna Okay. All right. Yeah. I think I think uh, uh I'm pretty sure your wife brings it up too, like when we run into people that you know, because I share a lot with my wife and I said, mm-hmm. like, yo, I, I don't like that guy because yeah. he did that. Yeah. And then like like six months later, she'll see that we're doing something with them or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I got to put that shit aside yeah. because that's that's personal. something personal yeah. versus right. business versus that person trying to do something, some business or community. It's mostly community yeah. stuff yeah. that I would Absolutely. say, because I, I think with with uh, what we do, we're not we're not politicians. We're, yeah. we're, we're a part of the community, but we're, we're almost like, uh, I would say like a voice. And this is all like, almost like, like uh, before everyone had a voice with social media, mm-hmm. like, totally. like people would come to us for, for like what, what people use now for social media. Yeah. Well, I, I think that we, we found out early on that if, if we're not bringing you in because we have something personal that's going on and you're trying to do something special for the community, then at that point, we're taking away from the community. We're yeah, it's stealing. like you're right. You, yeah, we're you stealing something. That. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's not right. You know, uh, we've been blessed to to be doing radio for as long as we have because of the community. Yeah. So yeah, you guys pay it back, and I think everybody everybody realizes that, and that's why you guys have been so epically successful here. And I mean, I knew you guys like almost like a few months moving into the community. I found your guys' morning show. Never thought that I'd be <laughs> sitting in a room doing a podcast with you in a million years, but that's what persistence does. They will make you believers. They will make, they yeah. make, they make it happen. But yeah, you guys have been, you guys have been awesome. And uh, I think you guys have been pillars of the community and uh, we're all lucky that you guys chose Ventura County to rep. Well, we're, we're, we're blessed. I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't leave because there was, there was a couple of times that, you know, I think when you left to, to, uh, to Georgia, mm-hmm. I thought like, man, that's it. Like, you know, I got to, I got to figure this out on my own, mm-hmm. yeah. but somehow I, I convinced him to persuade hey, him back. Yeah. I think I got as a job, you need to come back. And that's what, that's what made him come back at that point. Yeah. But there's been a lot of points where, or, or, or uh, times where, where, uh, uh, we, we had gone to a bigger market because that's, that's the goal. Like this is like a stepping stone market mm-hmm. for this business. Yeah. To eventually get to like an LA, San Francisco, Houston, like a, a bigger market, a, a bigger metro, yeah, yeah. But I remember uh, we went to uh, uh, remember we were out of a job and we had gone. To, I think we went to Vegas, Vegas one time. Yeah, I remember that. And then we went to LA mm-hmm. and we met we met with some people. Yeah. So we 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 met at some office, and their studios were like fifteen minutes away. Yeah. It took us like two hours to get oh, to that building. I'll never forget. And that. while we were driving, I looked at him and was like, yo, I don't know if I like this, bro. Like, yeah. like I don't, I don't you. you know, and, and, and here's the thing is that no matter where you are here, you know, locally, we're a hop, skip and a jump. We're, yeah. we're you know, we're, we're, that's just it. That's what we loved. I mean, we're literally 15 minutes. You can be up in the mountains from where we live and not see another soul. And yeah. another 15 minutes, you could be by a badass beach. Another 15 yeah. minutes, you could be in a cool little yeah. mid- midtown places with yeah. a lot of cool small businesses and restaurants. I mean, you can't beat it, man. And at that point, I remember what, like, like after we, you, you had said that, I remember thinking, damn, and I've got to be home by X time to so pick up the kids. <laughs> yeah. How's all this crap going to work out? Yeah. You know, you a helicopter, so. man. <laughs> Right. And you know, you know, one, one time, uh, uh, I was talking to a, one of the uh, record reps and, and he, 
he he actually invited me to a concert at the at the forum and we were talking and and i said like yeah it says i'll be there in an hour 45 mm-hmm. and then the estimated time started going from 145 to two hours and 30 minutes right three hours and i was like damn that shit happens here like yeah. It's by five minutes over there. It's by like, <laughs> yeah. like a whole hour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be late by like, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes and, yeah. and, and over there in LA, you yeah. know, it's just not. I'll take the Camarillo crawl over that 405 <laughs> right? shit any day of the week, bro. Any day I'll feel, I'll feel blessed sitting in that shit, man, compared yeah. to LA or any of those other big cities. Man. And I, and, and I think we're very blessed to be able to do this. Uh, uh, well, I, I I'm not, I'm, we're almost done with it. Yeah. Uh, in in where where we grew up in our own backyard yeah. to 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 where we were raised and born yeah. to do it for this this amount of time because uh, the radio world is a is it's a small world mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of DJs especially a lot of DJs we know jump around to places where they don't want to be at and to be able to do this at home is 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 a big blessing I think to both of us yeah. yeah. That's incredible. I mean, it's, it's, it's really tough to, to probably make it in the business. And especially like you said, it's usually like a stepping stone. So it's usually that's because they always want to evolve into something new or better, but they ain't finding no newer or better than Rico and Mambo. Well, I don't know about all that. I, I do. I'll speak for it. I don't know I'll, what that means, but I, I'll, I'll say take, it. I'll take that Vegas contract because I like to uh, I like to gamble. You like to gamble. Yeah. <laughs> take it for six months and then I'll come back. Hell do a no. contract. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's been a, a, a true blessing working, you know, in, in the uh, in the industry because I had no idea if we were going to be there, if I was going to do radio for, you yeah. know, 10 days, a, 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 you know, let alone you know, all this, all this time that's gone by, but, and then not only that, but working, you know, working with Mambo here, it's, it's, it's been, it's been an incredible ride, man. Oh yeah. It's been really, really awesome. You know, what's crazy is the, the, the Georgia story when you left where, where I said like, Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it happened. I, I believe one other time was when, uh, when, uh, uh, when your first wife made you quit, that was, oh. the, that was the other, the other time <laughs> where I thought, because he left, he left the show, during that time when when our brand was just starting to we were doing nights just, we were doing yeah. the night show and we had already created a, buzz a following in the community yeah. to where uh we were getting hated on by by the morning show at the time that was there oh no, uh, they knew they were, they knew you were coming for them. <laughs> but that's the thing that, is that, that we, we weren't that we were no and that was never our intention we we never had our eyes on that. We just knew that working at night, we were having fun, and it, we didn't that's want a it to end. Good show, yeah, yeah, we, and and that's all it was. And we were just ha- like 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 he said, we were just having a good time. But you know, any any radio station you go to, the the morning show is is the the, the flagship, high, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the one. yeah. So so when the morning show was someone else, and they would get. The, the the listeners would get there and say, "Hey, where's Rico and Mambo?" And we were just we were just doing nights. Yeah. It was like, well, of course they're going to be mad about that. Oh, they were pissed, <laughs> man. They were, yeah, they were all. So when pissed. he when he left, I I felt that you know, man, you're going to quit when we're we're about to do we're something. Just getting this going, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so he ended up leaving, and that was that was actually the first time when I realized, like, man, this shit could change overnight because yeah. I had no idea because yeah. I I think you gave me like a like a, a maybe like a two week heads up like you said that you were gonna quit and then mm-hmm. i was like oh shit like <laughs> damn she's gonna just yeah, be the mambo show yeah she hated me doing radio my ex-wife yeah. she hated me doing radio was it's i mean it's how we met you know whatever it is what it is and, and then and then too like uh uh 
I, I, I think you, you had mentioned that it was the first time you got fired. Like, yo, oh, yeah, in radio, bro. Like, after like your 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 second, third time getting fired, you're used to it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, by the time he he got to it, he took it to heart. This was what like an oh oh nine oh eight. Yeah, uh, yeah, give or take, right around there. Oh yeah. man, by that time I was I was. I was he, a pro was, at it. He bro. was used to it. Yeah. I was. I had already been fired like ten times. But <laughs> he see, was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> yeah, but 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 understand this: that I had never. Uh, I have always lived my life like I'm gonna quit here and I'm gonna go on to do this. Yeah. So there was always a plan in place. So now imagine that you live in your life, your whole life, you know, th- that you've been working, and then all of a sudden they call you into an office. And you know, and they say that you're done. You don't have a job. Like, what, what, what do you mean? What are you talking about? We play by my rules, not yeah. your rules. No, I know like, what you mean. Nah, it's not like that. Man, by that time, I was used to it, bro. Yeah, you like- never know, man. <laughs> Shit can always change, man. So, I mean, but, you know, thank God we're, we're bro, still going. I remember uh, you had left and, uh, uh, when, uh, when we first started. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had got fired for something that, that night. Uh, the next, the next day, bro, he calls me back and asks me if I want to work. Cause he, he didn't have nobody to work. He <laughs> fired you without having and nobody I, to And I negotiated <laughs> and I negotiated to get, to get hired again. You got a raise after getting fired. Yeah. But that, that, that time during that period of time, I think, I think he had fired me like three or four times. I remember yeah. that. I remember you got, yeah, you got fired quite a bit. And so I I'm, I'm glad that happened early in my career yeah. because, uh, again, like going back to, to people that we know, uh, we got people from LA that we knew who, even before they got into radio, who, who are in like, you know, they're Dallas or they're mm-hmm. in Houston or they're somewhere that they don't want to be because they'd rather be back home doing radio yeah. where they grew up at. You guys got to keep it here 100. So that's pretty, that's pretty special in itself, man. And I'm really glad that you took the time to come down here, uh, Rico, and that you uh, committed to signing up to the open next week, you know, so throw, the, throw <laughs> that barbecue down. Well, one thing at a time here. Okay, I came here to the podcast. <laughs> one thing at a time. Slow your roll there, Speedy. But seriously, anybody listening to this episode uh, this week, make sure you jump on that open. It, it starts next week, so you got like six days to sign up. It's fun. Do it. It's only 20 bucks, man. You're going to blow 20 bucks on something. Blow it on the open if you don't want to. And I was uh, kind of nervous to have you guys both in 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 the room. I felt like I felt like I had my wife and mistress in the same room right now <laughs> because uh, you know we work together. I, I deal with Rico piece. every day, and then and then I'm the Jason, side piece. Man. Jason's the side Damn. piece. The side piece working to to be the main chick, <laughs> so. aka know your place. <laughs> no security codes, no keys. <laughs> that's right (laughs) all right man so thank you guys uh so much for checking out the podcast make sure you guys give us a follow on uh instagram persistence culture uh find us uh share us with your friends uh we are available on spotify uh uh, apple Podcasts, soundcloud uh tune in uh iheart so uh, make sure you guys tell your friends about the persistence culture media podcast we are persistence culture keep moving